Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee. It's a Texas pecan blend today at a local grocery store here in Texas, South Texas. So enjoying that. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from, and you are rejoicing in the freedom that we already have in Jesus Christ. That's what this podcast is all about. We talk about the freedom that He has already provided and how we now can live from the freedom. We can drink from the cup of freedom that we have in Jesus. And so that's what this podcast is called and what we talk about. So I hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're starting off on a new series uh, today. I'm going to be over the next uh, few episodes on emotions. We just talked about beliefs, and I want to draw the connection now with the emotions. And I've, call, I've kind of called this the up and down, right, of emotions because they're all over the place. And if we don't understand what our emotions are telling us, and even in processing and dealing and recognizing how our emotions are connected to behaviors, how they're connected to thoughts and beliefs, then we're confused. And we're oftentimes living out of our emotions or denying our emotions or not even being free to be able to express emotions. Uh, and we can get frustrated with it. We can get angry at our emotions. We can get, you know, all, all these kind of things. And there's this roller coaster of up and down, if you will. And then we're told, well, here's, here's all the things you need to do to feel better or to not feel at all or to just whatever, right? And so all of it's just kind of this confusing. So I want to kind of talk through some of this as I, in my own freedom journey, I've realized and discovered that being able to allow the Holy Spirit to discern emotions, what role do they play in our lives, and what role does God want to use uh, the emotions in us to to invite us to live from Him as our source, from Him as our freedom, from Him as our life. And that's ultimately the end goal, is that we are not living from our emotions, we're living from this deeper source, this deeper place of Christ in us. That's the freedom, that's the drinking of the cup. Even though my emotions may not be what I want them to be, uh, then I can still, I have another source I can live from. Emotions are not your source. That's the first statement I would say. So you may want to take notes over this, but also I'm going to draw the connection between beliefs because oftentimes we don't see that connection. So as we go through this, today is going to kind of be a little bit of an overview. We're going to unpack this over a few uh, episodes. So uh, anyway, so so an overview today. So And oftentimes, I want to start with this. We think of emotions in terms of good and bad. Okay, so if I'm feeling good, well, then that's that's from God, or that's a good thing, or that's you know I want, I want, I'm so we're searching for feelings in, in some ways. We're searching for the next feeling of I want to feel good, or I want to okay. Uh, or when we're feeling not so good, or we're feeling bad, we don't like that, and so we're trying to eliminate that or get rid of that as soon as possible. And and yet, what if those emotions are drawing us into the reality? First of all, God designed them. God designed us with emotions. Jesus had emotions. And and what if they're not our enemy? I have, I have guys that, I, as I'm ministering, I have guys talk to me all the time about, man, they just kind of hate their emotions. Number one, they don't know how to process them. They don't know how to recognize them. They don't know how to make them work for them. And, and they see emotions either as good or bad. So if I have good emotions, I want to keep keep that there going. So I want to ride the emotional high roller coaster of this. But eventually that fades, right? 
Okay, something else happens, right? The car breaks down, the 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 the, the spouse yells at you, the the kids are screaming, the bills are coming in, do what whatever, right? It may it may happen. Or if we're feeling bad, well, I don't want this feeling, so I got to do everything I can to get myself back over here on the good feeling side. So, as opposed to what if emotions can work for us and what if emotions are neither good or bad? And I actually used to believe that emotions were bad <laughs> or that I could have bad emotions, but emotions are neutral. Emotions are not good or bad, and so we can in the in in the moment we can we can feel the emotion of sadness when a loved one dies, and that's not bad. I may feel bad that my loved one has died or passed away or gone to be with Jesus, but that doesn't mean that that's a bad feeling. Okay, that's just a feeling. I'm feeling it because God designed us to be able to feel all kinds of things in the midst of this world that we live in. Okay, I may feel the joy of getting a promotion at work. I feel good about that, right? But again, that's not my that's not my source. So we're going to go through this. So feelings, so feelings, emotions are not good or bad. Now, again, this is just from what I've learned. Uh, you may have been told different things. I, again, don't don't ask you to take my word for it. But we're also going to look in as we go through this series. We're going to look into what God God says. We're going to look into what Jesus, how Jesus responded to, and how he modeled for us how to express emotions, but also not to live from them as the source. He felt, Jesus felt emotion, but he ultimately lived from the Father. That was his source, not my will, but your will, Father. Okay, so we're going to talk through that. It's a, he's a model for us in that. Okay, so emotions not good or bad. So a few a few overview thoughts today. Today maybe a little shorter. I don't know, but we're going to unpack this. So emotions are connected to uh, past experiences. Okay, I'm going to give you some examples: past experiences, a history. Okay, how I've interpreted those emotions, the history I have, the past experiences. Okay, I had this past experience of this. So now, if I do that again, or if I experience that again. It may bring up this emotion, okay? Uh, there's underlying beliefs, which we just went through a series on beliefs. I would encourage you to go back through that. Or maybe you go back through that after we get after you get through this series. So the underlying beliefs. And oftentimes those underlying beliefs are based on needs, how my needs are getting met or how my needs are going to get met. So, for example, if I'm feeling insecure... Well, how is that? It's coming from the underlying belief that I have to have a something to meet that need of security. What is that? What is going to meet that need of security? Okay, so if it's not Christ meeting the need of security, which so many of us oftentimes go to another source to meet that need of security, well, then when that when I feel insecure, that's revealing the underlying belief that I'm looking for security in something or someone else, right? So there's the emotion of that. Uh, current circumstances. Okay, so think of past experiences, the history with those, our history, right? We've had, uh, and I'm going to use a kind of a silly example here in a minute, but okay, so, um, but past past experience, our history with that underlying beliefs, current circumstances, okay, uh, our, and our understanding of them, our interpretation of the current circumstances, okay? So my current circumstances are, uh, I'm feeling lonely, I'm feeling down, I'm feeling whatever. So that's my current, and it goes to, again, connects to a belief. Okay. And then ultimately, then our emotions also are revealing, determining our belief about our source. Again, getting needs met. So, source 
if I'm looking to someone or something outside of Christ to get a certain need met, then that's where that's going to produce a emotional response when I sense when that need is being threatened, when that need is maybe being brought up, and it's like, oh boy, this need is not getting met. I thought this source was going to meet it. It's not. So the emotion comes up of all kinds of things, insecurity, right? So we experience the emotion because of these different issues, okay? Uh, And I want to say this is experiencing the emotion, having emotions is never the problem. Never the problem. Because again, God designed us with emotions. It's part of our humanity, And we're going to go in, I did a series probably over a year ago now on the difference between soul and spirit, but this is where it's going to be so important for us to know the difference between soul and spirit. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. And your spirit is that place, the spiritual core of who you are, where everything's at rest, everything's in eternal reality. Okay, well, and I'll go. I'll go through that again. I don't want to spend too much time on that today, but but knowing the difference in that is huge. Because if we don't know the difference, then we believe our thought, our thoughts and our emotions are the, the greater reality for us. That's the greatest reality. And so we live out of that oftentimes. We can have thoughts and emotions that are contrary to what's actually true in the spirit of God in us. And so I can have feelings up and down all day long that are contrary to what God says is true about me. I can feel unloved. I can feel unworthy. I can feel unacceptable. I can feel invaluable, I can feel rejected, all those things. And yet the truth is that I'm none of those things in Christ. I may feel them in a moment or in a circumstance or based on a underlying belief or based on a past experience, but none of those are none of those are the actual true source of of my value and my worth and my love and, and God's love for me. Okay. So the difference between living recognizing our emotions and then and and then trying to live from the emotions. That's where most people get stuck because then that's where the therapeutic approach comes in saying, well, I've got to learn new coping mechanisms, new therapeutic approaches to deal with this emotion to get myself over here on the good feeling side. I don't want you to think, and, and also in terms of good or bad feeling, I want, I want us to try, try to try to encourage you to, to get out of those kind of thoughts of thinking good feeling or bad feeling. The feelings are just feelings. And God designed them for us to be able to experience the world around us, to be able to cry at a funeral when a loved one dies, to be able to rejoice when our child accomplishes something or we accomplish something, uh, to to laugh at a at a funny joke, which I think I'm really funny, and I my my wife reminds me that I'm I think I'm funnier than what I really am. But anyway, I, I digress. But that's you know that's the point, right? We get to we get to experience these emotions, and God designed it that way. So, so emotion, experiencing the emotion is never <laughs> the problem, but where we're living from is, is to get those needs met is the source of the issue. That's it's, it's source, capital S source. What source am I living from? Am I living from little s source, trying to get that need met from something or someone else or capital S source, which I already have Christ in me. Okay. So belief, experiences and circumstances Okay, this determines the emotional response, and then then out of that we respond in some way. So here's a here's a little bit of an example. Let's say you went on a roller coaster. I'm using these. I've used this example before. A roller coaster. 
Okay. Uh, so let's say you went on a roller coaster and it scared you to death. And now you go back to the theme park and your friend wants to go on the roller coaster. Okay. Same roller coaster. Okay. Uh, I mean, same, same, same roller coaster that both of you are going on. Your friend is absolutely thrilled and excited, loves roller coasters, just cannot wait. The, the thrill of excitement, the emotion that he is feeling is absolute excitement, joy, can't wait to do this. Right, his past experiences have been great. Loves loves roller coasters. Loves whatever. Just all that. Your past experience was, and eh, this ain't all that it's cracked up to be. I didn't really have a great experience, but my friend wants me to go and do this. So same roller coaster. I want you to see the same situation, same roller coaster, two completely different emotional responses to the same situation. Okay, so. So you're scared to death <laughs> to go on it. That's the emotional response because what? Because of your past experience with it. It's like me with heights now. I, my experience when I was younger with heights were probably not. I didn't. I never really liked heights, but I, I can remember going to Colorado and going across the Royal Gorge Bridge, and I, I was able to do that. But a few years ago, about six seven years ago, we went back, and I couldn't walk across the bridge. So past experience, I, I, I was able to do it, but I, I, I walked out a few steps <laughs> like six years ago and I could see all the way down through the cracks in the wood there on the bridge. And I was like, no, I can't do this. So that emotional response was predicated on past experiences of dealing with height, height issues, being scared of heights. And I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't go out any farther. <laughs> right. So the roller coaster. So two, same experience but a totally different emotional response based on history, based on my underlying belief. One person, I, I may be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on this roller coaster. It's going to scare me to death. The other person's like, man, this is the best thing ever. I can't wait to do that again, right? And so you may ride the roller coaster, choose to ride it, even, even in your fear, or you may not. But if you choose to ride it, you still may come off of that and say, oh, man, this was not good. <laughs> and your friend may be like, ah, based on what? Based on the underlying belief, past experience, past history. See how this all works together and this produces the emotional response. One way I like to think of emotions is it's like a dashboard of your car. The light comes on saying you need your oil changed. You need, there's a, the check engine light comes on. The, I don't know, something else, some, some light comes on. What is that telling you? It's a signal that something's going on inside of you. Okay. Not necessarily good or bad. Okay. But it's signaling that something's happening inside of you. It's the emotional response. Your emotions are the dashboard of your soul. Something, I'm, 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 rea I'm responding this way. I'm feeling this. But there's something going on inside. It's coming from a thought and a belief that I have in my mind that may or may not be true. And so I, I believe I'm going to die on this roller coaster. <laughs> it's probably not true, okay? Uh, it could be the same with flying. I know I have friends who are just scared to death of flying. And they actually, uh, one friend actually got, got up the nerve eventually to fly. And it was really hard for them. They believe, oh boy, I'm just it all not had never even flown before, but just the the idea of it, the emotional response, got through it, and now flies all the time. But in that initial moment, it was like the emotional connection to that was the underlying belief of I can't do this, I'm afraid, this all those kind of things, right? So that just gives us the example. But it, so experiencing the emotions never the problem, but where we're living from to get those needs met. What is the source? Okay, so belief experiences and circumstances. I, I use that example of the roller coaster. Here's another example. You're going to a party. 
Okay, two people are going to a party. I'm just going to use two. So Joe and Mary going to a party. Now, Mary has had a lot of past experiences with rejection. Okay, she's spent a lot of uh, just in dealing with that, just in just in general. So she's got underlying beliefs, past experiences, a history of 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 underlying lies and beliefs about being being unacceptable, being rejected. Okay, Joe, on the other hand, he hasn't had some of those same experiences. Okay, it's not that he's never experienced rejection. It's just he doesn't. It's not he's not believed certain lies about that. So they go to a party, same party. Okay, I want you to see that the situations can be the same, but the way we feel, think, and respond can be different. So they're at the party, right? And another person comes up and just kind of all of a sudden starts making critical comments about somebody else. And in Mary's mind, this immediately triggers some things from her past. It, it triggers uh, just some, this encounter with this other person triggers uh, the way she feels about herself and feeling awful and feeling unacceptable and all this kind of stuff because this person's being critical of another person, not her, but another person, but it triggers that. Bill, on the other hand, same person, he's there in the conversation. I mean, Joe, on the other hand, same person, he uh, he walks away thinking, well, that's just that person that's criticizing the other person. They're just a miserable, angry person. They're he, in other words, Joe makes it about that person. Mary made it about herself. See the difference? There's a difference there. Same situation. Okay, this person was being mean, critical, whatever. It's triggered in her. It triggered long-held beliefs, lying beliefs, past experiences of being rejected. Okay, that she was not a valuable person, that she was not acceptable, not worthy. Joe, on the other hand, was like, no, that didn't trigger. He's just like, that person's, that person's got some issues with themselves because they're being so critical, judgmental, all of that. So where did, the, where did the, the emotions come from? Well, it came from these thoughts. I'm unacceptable for Mary. Okay, What were the trigger? The trigger was to the thought was the false belief. Okay, remember, b- below the situations in our lives, there's beliefs, then there's thoughts, then there's emotions, then there's a response. Okay, and see, and, and then how are the false beliefs energized? Well, life situation. This going to this party and this person being judgmental and critical triggered, was the trigger, that was the situation that triggered in Mary all of these lying beliefs again. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, can we control certain life situations? No, we try to sometimes, but obviously that cannot be done to a large extent. We think we have control. We think we can eliminate some of these life situations, but it's not true. So we, what the the key then is, is not the emotional experiencing the emotion. It is how we express it. What source are we living from? Okay. In other words, Mary can still until until in Mary those lying beliefs, those false beliefs are changed, the emotional response is connected to the false belief. Okay? So we choose to express it. Okay? Uh, it can be either a godly way of expressing it or a god ungodly way. Okay? Our response then is everything. It's spiritual. It's coming from the belief. It's coming from the source. Okay? So understanding my source is the greater reality here from our emotions. It's kind of giving you an over, because emotions are signaling something else. They're signaling something else. Can we admit our emotions then? I want to kind of kind of go through this last few minutes. Yes, we can. 
<laughs> but the goal is not to fix the emotion. This is where so much of the therapeutic approach and so much of what we're told, even in Christianity now, is to fix the emotion. What if it was never designed to be fixed? We feel what we feel based on all of these things I just mentioned. And it's a signal of something else. It's a signal of where am I, where am I getting my needs met? Who, am I, who or what am I looking to get my needs met? Past experience, underlying beliefs, current circumstances, and the belief about the source of, of who or, and what's meeting those needs. Okay? So we can admit the emotion without, without realizing that that's the problem. The emotion's not the problem. It's the underlying belief. So, so a few things to kind of uh, finish up here. What is causing the emotion? Well, first of all, what is the emotion? <laughs> What's causing it? What, and, and, and what is the underlying issue? What is the underlying need that the emotion's revealing? Is it insecurity? Is it being unacceptable? Like for Mary there, it was, it was, the, it was, the, it was, her, it was value. It was her value, the destructive thoughts of being, being unvaluable. Okay, all those, all there. What, what, what is the threat? What's the threat, belief, or need that is there? And so the goal in all of this, as we go through this series, the goal, I, I believe, for God, for, for, for God in our lives in this is for us to be able to recognize emotions, but that he wants to renew our mind to the truth of him as our source, of him as our life, as him as our freedom. And so the goal is not to fix or change or live from the emotion. The goal is to... That this is how we operate by faith, because if everything felt godly all the time, we, it wouldn't grow our faith and trust in Him as our life and Him as our source. So we can have at the same time we can have a feeling that may not be based on truth, but yet choose to not live out of that feeling and choose to live from the truth of Him as a source. So, I, in other words, I may have a something that happens to me in life that makes me feel unworthy which was my core lie, and every emotion or life situation would trigger that, but still choose to believe truth that I am fully worthy in Christ. That's my source. But it's always an unmet need. What's the unmet need? What's the, what's the emotion connected to? Is it connected to an unmet need? Insecurity. Not how, you know, being devalued or unworthy. Control. Maybe it's a control issue. <laughs> That's a big one, right? Fear. Okay, the emotion of fear. Something's being blocked. This need is being blocked. I'm, I'm having, I have this need, uh, and yet, so it's, let's say the need is security, and it's being blocked. So that's a threat to me. And the emotional response is based on that threat of that need being, being blocked. So all of this is, so, so those questions again, what is the emotion? What is the, what's the underlying belief connected to the emotion? Why am I feeling this emotion? And what is the threat? What's the threat, belief, uh, or need? That's that's the key there. Those are some questions you may want to write down. What is the underlying issue? And then the goal, I would say the goal is not to change or fix the emotion. Feel what you feel. The problem, again, is not the problem is not in the emotion itself or experiencing the emotion. The problem is what source am I living from? That's that's the issue. What lie, what belief am I living from? What source am I choosing to live from? Okay, and so all of this reveals when we're looking, going through this. It all it tells us about where we're putting our sense of hope, what source we're living out of, and what sense of control we're looking for. Are we are we looking to control it or submit and yield control to God in our lives? Okay, so I want to end with this: experiencing emotions and expressing emotions are two different things. 
Okay. So experiencing the emotion, again, as I just said, is not the issue. Expressing it is more, more a response from living out of a false belief. We still have control. We still can choose. Even though I'm experiencing unworthiness, I may be feeling unworthiness. I may be feeling insecurity. I may be feeling unacceptable. That's not the real issue. The real issue is I can still express faith in God as my source. I don't have to live from that as my true reality. Okay? Uh, so I don't, so here's the, I just want to, in love, I want to say, stop trying to fix your emotions. Feel what you feel, express them, get in tune with your emotions. We're going to talk about that on the next episode of giving a language to your emotions. Why are you, why are you feeling the emotion? Absolutely. But you can still choose a godly response based on truth. That's where the belief has to be replaced because your emotion, you, can, you can be believing truth and still feeling something that's contrary to that. That's what I'm trying to say here. I can still, I can be believing that I'm truly valuable and truly loved and accepted in Christ as my source. And then something comes my way and makes me feel the opposite of that. But I can still choose to live from what's true and express a godly response. So it's not about changing or fixing or manipulating those emotions. I feel what I feel, but I'm living from a new source now, which is his life in me. So that it's knowing my source and that he meets our needs. And so here's a really great question I'm going to end with. I've already gone, gone longer than what I wanted to today. But M, the question can become, and, 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 and for, for, is, is Christ enough? Is Christ enough in this situation? Is Christ enough in this emotional response? Is Christ enough in this? Or do you need something from someone else uh, that you're not getting? or some situation or some circumstance. Is Christ enough? We get to choose. Here it is. We get to choose who's enough in that situation. Is Christ enough? In that moment, the situation comes. The roller coaster is there in front of you. I get to choose Christ's enoughness. I'm going to the party. Maybe I've had some thoughts and feelings in the past of being not having being accepted by people, whatever. But in the moment, can I still choose Christ's enoughness in the moment that I'm fully loved and valued? We can. Who will I live? From? What source will I live from? Even in the midst of emotions that may not be lining up with truth, will I live for what I think I deserve, <laughs> or am trying to get from this other person or situation? Okay. Or can I choose to live what I already from what I already have in Christ, what I don't deserve from Him, but what I already have in Christ that is already mine by His life and source and power in me? That's a huge thing. What source am I living from? So the emotion is never the issue. It's the source is always the issue. What source am I living from? So we're going to unpack this a little bit more, but I want to Again, summarize, your emotions are based on past experiences, the history with that, underlying beliefs, current circumstances that are revealing how you're interpreting that, and then, and then which source. You may have gone to another source for 20 years, and now God wants to reveal Him as your source, Him as your life, and now you can choose to live from that. You can choose to drink from the coffee that you already have in your cup, the living water that you already have in Him. That's why Jesus tells the woman at the well, if you drink from the water that I give you, you'll never thirst again. That's the so He's telling her she's got a source issue, not a man issue, not a husband issue, not a dating issue. She, he doesn't give her 
good feelings to feel. He says, no, you, you're looking to men for your source. I'm your source. I can be your source. That's totally different, totally different solution than I need to feel better and all of that. So again, this may be some new stuff for you. I, I encourage you to process through this, take some note, maybe write some of these questions down. What is the emotion? What's causing the emotional response? What is the underlying belief? Threat, what's threatening that, that need that I think, what's the underlying belief, threat, or need? And then the goal being, God, God, you're going to renew my mind to the truth of you as my source. And then my emotions can still come. My emotions then begin to be lined up out of truth. I can feel unworthy and insecure and yet know that my full security is in Christ. This is all done by the supernatural power and working of Christ in you. It's all done by that. It's not done by you trying to just feel better and try to manufacture some good feelings. Not at all. It's the supernatural working and revelation, making you aware, Christ in you, making you aware of all this is true. And then we have a choice to believe it, accept it, and trust it. All by His grace, all by His life in you. That is the journey we're going to take over these next few episodes with emotions. So I hope that encourages you. Please reach out to us. We do offer one-on-one coaching. We have a men's group that meets once a week. We have resources on our Facebook page and YouTube channel if you'd like to pursue those. Um, I'll leave some um, links in the description for you to be able to get to that. We have a book out that talks about a lot of these issues. So take advantage of those resources if you'd like. We'd love your support and encouragement for this podcast, too. If you'd like to support us financially, we're always looking for people to do so we can get this message out to more individuals. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.